Okay, Rachel, I'm already recording, so you're going to have to just whip. Welcome back to what have you, <laughs> international edition. Okay, you guys, this is the weirdest attempt we've ever made because, <laughs> Rachel? No, it's, I, do, should we start with our sad tale of woe? No, for, yes, try? let's, okay, part one, introduce our locations. Part two, sad tale of woe. Part three, let's see if we can have anything to say. Okay, you start. Okay, me, hello, everyone, hello. (laughs) This is me. Um, (laughs) I'm sitting in a hotel room in Oxford, England. And I'm talking to Rachel via FaceTime on my computer while she is... (gasps) I am currently at Winco, the best grocery store you can go to here while I try to get food for Sabbath dinner, which is coming upon us yeah. very soon. So it's 1230. So it, couldn't, it couldn't be postponed. No. I had to be here. It's 1230 your time. It's 830 p.m. my time. And, right. And uh, that was part one. Okay. Part two, our sad tale of woe. It's been bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you all know. I think it was like a spiritual warfare. It was. It, that we were we were up against. We went dark, real double dark, and but not for. We tried to get out. It was. Hole. We tried. It was not for lack of trying. We no. we had two okay, two separate episodes where we sat in the car, and were as duddy as the day is long. Duddy, boring. <laughs> Both of us kind of staring out the window in a blank. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And so... And then we were like, let's do this when we have more energy because this is not working. Yeah. And then we tried again and it didn't work. Then we thought, right, we're going to just make this happen. And then we got in the car, but we only had like 15 minutes. So we said... Let's do 15 minutes, then we'll pause, and then we'll finish the rest of it. So we did 15 minutes, then we paused, but the pause lasted like five days. A week. During which it was, time... It was too long. I it had to have... A long time. Two major events, and Rachel had two major events, and then we came back to it, and then I got the silly giggles about something not even funny... <laughs> And then, and then it, it went an downhill from there. Inside joke, only known to back up pretty much. Yeah, and then we had like four attempts to get the second half of that thing going, and then when we finally came out with something medium normal to say, it just deleted the whole thing. Deleted. It was impossible. So back up, but we didn't know that until after you left the country. Yeah, we. I left the country, and then we found that out. Yeah. So then, in the end. We decided to just try. I, I couldn't figure out how to do a solo episode that would fill in the gaps. No. So, no. So that's what we're doing now. Is so now we're international. We're trying to say make or break. We're gonna. I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah, we're gonna do it. And so I'm sitting here 
in my hotel room in North Oxford and Rachel is strolling the aisles with a grocery cart. Yeah, I am currently picking out oranges for the dessert. What are you making for dessert? Um, I'm just making that same orange, orange, we had leftover vanilla ice cream, so we're making that same orange sauce. Okay. Oranges, you supreme oranges. Okay, well, um, tell me about it, because I had it at one of your events last week, but I didn't yeah, know what I was eating. Yeah, remaking it, because... Yeah, tell me about it. We it just was did good. it, and it's easy. It's, uh, you supreme oranges, uh, which is cut the two ends off so it stands up, and then cut the skin and pith off of them. Okay. And then, um, you cut each one of the little segments out, so you're skip, you skip the, like, membrane, whatever right. that is. Yeah. Between them, you know? They're uh-huh. just... Just the, what is it even called? Just the fruit, juicy parts of an orange with none of the <laughs> yeah. skins. Right. Uh, and then, so I just saw your mother-in-law here, Becca. Oh, tell her hello from store. me from she's England. Talking to someone else we know, so I'm not going to interrupt oh. them. Just anyway, wave at her from uh, me. You supreme the oranges, and then it's a simple it's a simple syrup that you make with brown sugar, which is just brown sugar and water you know like one part each and simmer it for okay. uh a little bit so it kind of reduces a little and you put orange blossom water Ooh. in it a where, little bit of where that. are it's you buying orange simple. blossom water in moscow you what i got it at the coop really it's, it's, it's actually findable okay anyway yeah. sorry go ahead yeah and then you put it, it over you put it over we put it over vanilla ice cream and we were doing a kind of Asian dinner last week. So we did it with uh, Pocky. I put some Pocky stamped into it so it has a... Yeah, it was cute. Know, I liked it. has kind of a fun look. But today we're doing pasta. Uh, and so I'm going to put it with some Milano cookies, the chocolate. You know, the dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Milano. Whatever. That's what I'm doing. That's Because we're all in the mood for easy peasy today. That's really fun. Well, um, what was I going to... Oh, I was just going to warn you that when you hear this audio, you will notice that you're sounding occasionally blippy. Mm. But, I am? Mm-hmm. Or you are? No, you are, because you're the one on FaceTime. Like, I'm here next to the recorder. You're the one over the distance. Oh, got it. So you're going to sort of warble in occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you're blipping in and out to me. So Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm sure we're believe. blipping both ways, but since I'm the one yeah. with the recorder, it's going to be a one-way blip. Right. Um, so well. I feel like... Everyone has been updated multiple times as we attempt this podcast, but since we keep on whiffing it, um, let's try again with the updates. So, everyone, I finished my curtains. Everyone, they're cute, with a couple caveats. Everyone, I designed some wallpaper and hung it up in my front room, and it's also very fun and festive, but I only have one wall done. Uh, I did a dinner for 180 teenagers at Called, and Rachel has been doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back events also. Not not so bad, just 
more, I think there were like 60 people two days in a row. Yeah, 60 people two days in a row with the house showing kind of tagged in and tagged out here and there. Yeah, we do those, we do those timed with real excellence. So you end up being like, recover, recover the house. Everyone panic, clean it up. Hide hide the large drink dispensers. Hide the the large drink dispensers. It's Mm. a little complicated. Yeah, it's tough. But it's okay. Yes. Um, I can't remember if I plugged the Ina Garten French chocolate bark. I've probably done it before, but I did it for an event last week and it was um proved once again to be interesting, easy and fun. Rachel has... I don't remember it, so maybe you haven't plugged it. Well, the times I've made it before have been when I was hosting receptions in other cities where I didn't have right resources to cook with. Good, how you doing? Um and it's like uh, chocolate that you smear out in a big, you know, sort of a big paddle of chocolate. And then uh-huh. it's candied ginger and oh. roasted cashews and apricots and dried cherries and uh, uh-huh. things. And because it's Sounds Ina Garten, so yeah, it's Ina Garten and we trust her most of the time. So She's very trustworthy. That's why. If yeah. You, if you think her recipe sounds good, you should you should try it. Yeah. So, because it will be good. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then you've already given us a good idea for a dessert. And Yeah, you know, I bought a cookbook. I think I said this on one of our episodes that was lost. Is I bought a cookbook purely because one of the recommending people on it was saying <laughs> that they love Ina Garten, and this is even better. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, try it out. <laughs> Love it. What's uh, it called again? What would you say? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh. What's it called again? It's called Once Upon a Chef. Okay. So, I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, yeah, and on one of the other Lost episodes, I plugged a cookbook I've not yet bought. But it's called Founding Farmers from a restaurant in D.C. Uh-huh. that Ben and I like to go to. Oh, yeah. We had this whole thing. We talked about this. When yeah. we were there last time, we were waiting for a table. And a secret service man was there waiting for an order. And as soon as he got his takeout order, he jumped in the car and flipped his lights on and went peeling off at top speed. So it's so. an interesting kind of a recommend for a restaurant. <laughs> Someone important, we're not sure who, also or likes why. also likes it. Trust. Um, but somebody important. Likes but anyway, it. I, we've eaten there a few times, and we like to go there if we're in D.C. And they have this cookbook that I was looking at while I was waiting for our table, and it actually looked really fun. So I'm, I keep meaning to buy that. So there's that. Are you still there? Or have we lost connections? Well, guys, I think we might have done it. I think we might have lost her. Might have been it. Okay, hold on. Everyone, hold that thought. I'm I'm calling her back. Let's see if she'll answer me or if she's going to ignore my calls. I bet she's in the freezer section. 
I know from experience that the freezer section gets dodgy reception. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, how about this, everyone? I'm going to tell you that as I try to cancel this and, and call her again in a second. That we are back in Oxford because Ben has a conference that he is attending and I um have been I hope she's not calling me back or it's gonna ruin the phone. And so I am I am along for the ride and it has been so fun to be back in Oxford and get to visit the same, you know, restaurants that we always liked and get to see some of the new shops and check in with all of the old friends and it's just been really great yes, yes there she is i've been just sort of holding the line but with i had to hang up i had to hang up on you because is you, that I what you did hear you at all and i thought uh, well when she well, finishes talking about founding farmers she'll notice i'm not on i the line speculated anymore. that you're in the freezer section am i right no i'm in the checkout well why'd you go dead usually the bad section is in the freezer section yeah, well, as far as I know, it has more to do with you being in England than it has this to do with This is not my fault. Don't, don't try and pin this on me. We all know Winco has bad reception. That's true. It does. Actually. So, but I'm about to leave and go out, so. Well, that'd be exciting. Um, while, are you checking out? Is it going to be like a harried time while you're bagging groceries? No, I'm leaving. I'm walking out the door. Oh, you bagged while we weren't not even... I bagged, I bought, I bagged. Wow, guys, she's an efficient woman. Um, well. No, I, uh, I told Rachel this already, but I feel still really thwarted about it. And if anyone has any good ideas, write in and tell me them. Because, uh, okay, so here's what happened. We had to leave for Oxford at 9 a.m., I began to pack at about 8 a.m. Because I hadn't thought about this trip. I hadn't had time to think about this trip. There were many other troubles confronting me. And so... Hey, Beck. Hello. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you fine. I can hear your... Yeah, uh, I'm only catching like every third Okay, well, word. you can tune out while you load your groceries. I'm telling the audience my troubles. I so, bet it's the connection, not not my busyness. Well, I can hear you fine. Okay, well, I won't write... Uh, maybe I'll just hope. You tell them about your trip, and maybe I'll tune yeah, in Yeah, okay. Soon. By the time you get in the car, life will be good. Okay, so anyway, everyone. I came to this whole situation not super knowing what I was packing for. And I knew I might have to dress up a couple of times... And then after I arrive here, I don't have to go to the whole conference. I just have to show up at various things. After I arrive, I realize, oh my word, I have to go to a garden party at uh, St. John's College here in Oxford, which has really beautiful grounds. And Rachel's making an ungodly noise with her plastic bags. That's her fault. Anyway, so... I have to go to a garden party, and I had the day to shop, so I was like, well, maybe I'll find something that would be suitable to wear to a garden party at St. John's. Now, I've never been in St. John's College, but I have seen the gardens through the big gate multiple times, and they are so beautiful, and I was really excited to get to go in, because it's really lovely grounds. 
So I had packed a couple of pairs of dress shoes and not really any outfits that made any sense. So I was like, well, I'll just see if there's something. Now, one of the things that I love about Oxford is usually when you go shopping here, there are too many things that you love that you have to weed it down. Now, in Moscow, you could hunt till you were blue in the face and find not a cute thing anywhere. And, or even in the surrounding 300 miles, you might not find anything. So it's, you know, you feel a little spoiled when you're here and there's lots of pretty stuff. Not to mention also another piece of news is that in England, the women wear dresses and skirts far, far more often than they do in America. I feel like most of the time in America, we wear a dress or skirt if we're dressing up. Often you see English women in a dress just during the day. And I actually really love that. I think it's really fun. There's lots of just very average everyday dresses that are super cute. Anyway, so I go to one of my favorite shops and I've loved it for years. I go and there's a really cute dress. I get it. I'm like, this will be great for my garden party at St. John's. I grab the dress. Also, we're having a wicked heat wave in Oxford at the moment. Uh, well, not we're not now, but it was a couple days ago. And uh, we're on foot. So it's a lot of walking around and it was really hot. And then we're on the third floor of this hotel. Zero air conditioning. Hot as blazes in this little room and you can't open the window. So it's like being in a, like an upper stuffy corner of a toaster oven. And so we managed to get home with like literally 11 minutes to change and be ready for this garden party. So I'm beet red. I'm sweaty. It's not cute. It's not all right. The whole thing's not fine. And I come running up to the room to try to change. It gets hotter as I get up to the room. And the I just turn the bathtub onto cold. And I'm standing in cold running water as I'm like brushing my teeth and trying to wash my face and get myself ready to go to this thing. So I throw my dress on. I'm trying to quick put on some makeup over the top of my little beet red face. And... <laughs> and and I'm not even exaggerating. It was 11 minutes that I had. So I'm putting some makeup on. And I managed to drop a, a drip of foundation <laughs> onto the front of my brand new dress. And it's blue. It's like a dark blue. And then blat, there goes a drip of... <laughs> A drip of foundation, probably due to the fact that my face is really wet and my hands are really wet, and I'm really. It's not adhering at all, and it's also far runnier. I think that's the other problem: is it's so dang hot in this room that the foundation is really runny, <laughs> and so it just drips like splat on the. And it's not a big drip; it's not big. It's a tiny little speck. And I was like, oh, okay. So I carefully get a like a Kleenex and a wet and I try to get it off. No, smear. So now I have a, a little smear across. 
So then I'm like, oh well, and I just get it wet and I'm trying to rub off. And so now I have a giant wet spot on the front of this blue dress and a little foundation smear in the middle. And at this point, it's like, we actually have to be here because actually the bus is coming. So actually we need to be downstairs right now. So in the end, I was completely not ready for any kind of anything, much less a garden party. So I just changed out and put on the weirdest outfit that I found in my suitcase and ran off to it. And then it turned out it was far too hot for a garden party. So they put us all in a weird sort of room somewhere. <laughs> and so I still have no idea if I can salvage that dress. Like, brand new dress. And I had to, had to buy some shoes that I didn't even like that would match it because I hadn't packed anything that would work. Like, I had some at home that would have worked, but nothing that I had in my suitcase. But luckily, I was able to return those the next day. But anyway, that's been my my time in Oxford has been going <laughs> has been going like that. And it's been um, going really well. It's been going well. Now, Rachel, I held the floor for a long time while you packed your groceries. And I can now hear you, which is great because I was just getting snippets enough to know what you were talking about. Also, I'm getting texts from my children right now as I'm talking, and I just got an ominous one that says, I have good news and bad news about your garden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Ominous. Uh, Bad news is the peppers and lettuce and rhubarb are not doing well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised if the heat's been anything like here. I feel like the peppers and rhubarb. It's been a hot day, but it's been a surprisingly cool summer so far. Yeah, it really has. Like, really pleasant and not hideous yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it still has all of August to do that. So, I'm sure it will take its opportunities. Did I, Uh, real quick, did I ever say on the podcast about my time at Blenheim Palace for champagne and canapes? Because it had a lot of the similar ring to that. Of like, I, don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm faded. I'm, f- it's, it's faded to that go you're wrong. What? It's faded to go wrong. If I, if I have to if go you're to going to a fancy if I have to go to a garden party at St. John's or if if I have to go to champagne and canapes at Blenheim Palace, <laughs> things will go awry. <laughs> <laughs> it, and both times I was in a wild major hustle. It's not a right, you know. That's it's pretty not funny. fine. So I, I have to say we got a great question that I meant to, and I said I would bring up okay. because I felt like it would get a whole lot of okay. putting you. Whoa! Now you're just. Go look at it. Okay. Can we get any more distant from each other? Now you're real quiet. Why am I on speakerphone? You're on speakerphone because I'm trying to look at the question we got. Oh. And it was really a funny one, I thought. Can I? I oh, Well, I have a really good thought, too, separately from whatever question you're about to give us. We had a good chat the other day. Well, no. We had a medium chat the other day about uh, fitness and body, sort of body image. Yeah. Um, And... Then I was having a kind of follow-up thought to that, and 
I was talking to Ben yesterday about this. Sorry, I just hijacked it. What were you going to say? I was going to read you a question. But you go ahead and finish this, and then I'll read it. Well, so everyone else doesn't know what we said, because we had a question about fitness and, like, our duty as a Christian. Is it our duty to remain fit? Which is a hilarious thing to ask me about. But anyway, um, but later, I, w- I was talking to Ben sort of separately, though, and he said something super profound that I was like, everyone note to self, I should remember to, you All know, right. remember this later. And he was like, everyone, he said, I think Christians often confuse or can confuse athletics with athleticism. And he was like, because athletics can be a huge benefit, you know, in your sort of spiritual walk, Mm -hmm. whatever. Think about enrolling your little boys in sports can teach them all kinds of spiritual virtues. Sharing, not being envious, you know, cooperating, losing well, yeah, trying hard, self-control, Uh, All of these things are like spiritual virtues and athletics can be a really great way to achieve those spiritual virtues. But he was like, but athleticism actually has zero value one way or the other and is not a virtue. You know, like being somebody who's tall and can jump high or whatever Uh is of zero value to the kingdom. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Uh And because athletics can be really valuable and we see that and we see it as this way that we can like teach actually important things, then Uh we start to think that someone who's naturally good at those things has those spiritual virtues and it just absolutely is not the case. So, right. you know like what I mean? If they, if they got really good at it, it's because they're really self-disciplined or they're really, um, that they are reaping the benefit of all the virtues, like they learned them really well. Yes, or that they're in a better position to learn them or that they must know them. Like, you're an right. amazing point guard, which means that I should turn to you for to be a spiritual leader or something. You know, like, it's it doesn't right. actually... Athleticism has nothing to do with it, but well, athletics. That's an interesting. The conversation that occurred in the last, last episode was about. Okay, hold on, what? back up, because you, you went now? you went blank for a second. Back it up. I was saying that ties in with the conversation that we had in the last in one of the last episodes where we were just saying that while there are plenty of benefits to fitness there's a lot less discussion about the hazards. Like people do not tend to have their um, radar tuned in to like, how are you being led astray? Yeah. Or how are you um, starting to prioritize your life in a wrong way or how, you know, and that that world that values those things differently is not valuing things that Christians ought to. So it's like, you can't just slip into that world to become excellent in that world and not think about it, not think about what you're doing or how it um, ties in with being a Christian. Right, right. And I, in our last episode that clearly Providence edited, 
we did go through some of those, like, temptations and possible yeah, like just just because issues. you're trying to get fit. <laughs> Whoa, guys. I think... I think the spiritual forces... We are, we are going to keep fighting the principalities and powers on this one. Yeah, it just it just went out. So, we don't know where our little... I find this, this is a good timing for me to bring up a question that was someone who is like, wants to know, seriously, what are we not good at? Because in her... <laughs> her question is like thinking Becca's catering for seven hundreds of people and I'm weaving trousers for people <laughs> and and I get the giggles because I think for starters we're not good at podcasts. <laughs> I don't really I don't really have a serious answer to that because it doesn't need to be answered. Oh my word. I feel like actually what would take us a much shorter amount of time is if we could just itemize the things are we good at. (laughs) The difference between what are we good at and what do we do. Those are two different things. (laughs) Labeling our closet with brass labels. (laughs) 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 What tickles me about this is we said in a previous episode, we said that, like, how many things can you be bad at until you're good yeah. at a lot of things? Well, and you did we? Bad. And if we have a strength, it's the strength of being bad at a lot of things that well, we're still doing.